Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Everything and Nothing podcast, the podcast where we talk about a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing. I'm your podcast host, Jamie Early. Today's episode is another exciting one, kind of like last week, Uh, but this week we are going to the movies. So hang along with me as I talk about some of my favorite movies, some of uh, movies that I think are the greatest films of all time, and let's just take a look at something that affects and connects with all of us, and that is movies. Thanks for joining me on the Everything and Nothing podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number five. Is this episode number five? Episode number four or five of the Everything and Nothing podcast. I'm your podcast host, Jamie Early. Thanks for joining me. So today we're going to talk about movies. And uh, my wife will tell you that I can sit and watch movies over and over and over again. Um, So I I can watch the same movie multiple times, and that is 100% true. I'm a tremendous fan of movies, and uh, I I just, I I like watching movies, (laughs) I like watching movies, and uh, and so, um, and and so I I really... uh, and I think they all, you know, kind of like last week, uh, where we discussed how music was like this universal, uh, this universal language that you know everybody, everybody, um, c- can connect with music. Um, you know, everybody has has this unique attachment to it. Um, you know, we mentioned last week about how you have, um, you have songs. Uh, that were written in another language that that chart in um, in a country where the language they were sung in is not the primary language, and you know similar similar with movies. You you know movies are a, a worldwide um, phenomenon, for lack of better terms, uh, and so so like music, um, we all have this this somewhat atta- attachment to movies. So so today we're gonna just talk about movies let me give just a quick quick disclaimer here um uh after i published my episode last week about music i think it was like two days after the episode published and and i heard a song on the radio and i thought oh my goodness i didn't even mention this artist in my in my podcast the other day and so you know there's a part of me as i'm going into this movies um episode where I'm a little freaked out about even talking about it because I'm going to skip a movie or I'm going to um, forget a movie and come back later and think of it. And, and I just, um, I just, I can't think that way (laughs) because um, my podcast episodes, obviously the music podcast was an hour. Um, You know, I would have more content than, uh, than what I'm able to, um, (laughs) what I'm able to process. So, so let's go on this ride, shall we? Um, uh, I want to. This is this is kind of fresh on my mind, so I'm going to start out with it. Uh, probably the, one of the one of the greatest movie trilogies of all time uh, is Star Wars. Um, and let me just let me just get this out on let me just get this out on the table here. Uh, the original three, episode four, five, and six. The original cut. So obviously, uh, some of you who may be a little younger listening to my podcast know that George Lucas 
uh, did a quote-unquote special edition of the original three movies, episodes four, five, and six. And in my opinion, he ruined the movies. Um, you know, you saw uh, uh, you saw Jabba the Hutt in episode four in A New Hope in the in the um, in the special edition versions. You had a lot of ad- added computer generated scenery. Obviously, the most controversial scene in uh, or at least in my opinion, in all of the Star Wars films uh, occurred within the realms of the special edition, and that was the Han Solo Greedo confrontation. Um, and we all know if you are if you are my age and older, um, we all know that you know that you know there there was a campaign for a little while when the special editions came out. Han shot first, and the truth of the matter is, Han shot only. You know, Greedo never shot his gun in the original cuts. You know, Han is the only one that shot. And, you know, George Lucas made this big deal about how, you know, Han Solo wasn't this cold-hearted, you know, dastardly guy. Uh, You know, as he went back and looked at them again, as he got older, he realized that's not really who Han was. That's exactly who Han was. He was a space pirate. And here was Greedo, a guy coming to try to get some money, uh, bounty on Han Solo, and Han Solo took him out. Simple as that. So, so the first four or the first three Star Wars episodes four, five, and six, uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Uh, those those are the those are the pinnacle of the Star Wars franchise, in my opinion. I think the penultimate movie of the Star Wars franchise is Empire Strikes Back. Phenomenal movie. Um, I. I hated the well let me let me let me let me change my thought. I don't want to say I hated the prequels, episodes one, two, and three. Um episode one came out when I was still in high school and similar to I imagine how it was in uh in the seventies when the when episode four came out, we went and bought tickets in advance. Um we went and saw it multiple times. Sorry. Um uh and at the time in high school, you're thinking, "Wow, this is a pretty good movie." Um, I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm getting to see it right now. But looking back, it was was not the best movie. Um, um, episode two was was complete crap. Um, I, I will say, episode three, um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, good, good, good. Um, they, they did good on that. Good job in um, kind of giving us the origin story of Darth Vader and so so that one was done was done well. So um so those were okay. And then obviously they we've got the, the, the most recent three. Um I've seen the first two, um, The Last Jedi, um and whatever the the first one of those was, I can't even remember, um rough hand. Um but I've not seen the most recent, which is Rise of Skywalker. Um I've got to see it. But you know, I've you know I've been in somewhat impressed with 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 those. Um, uh, the Force Awakens was was literally the Force Awakens was a was a modern remake of A New Hope, which is fine. Um, still a good movie. Uh, and also in this time period, we've had these spinoffs. Um, Rogue One. Um, in in my opinion, the story in Rogue One was really good. Uh, kind of give you gave you a little bit of background as you went into transferred into um, A New Hope. Uh, I did have not seen Solo yet. I want to see Solo, um, um, but but as far as the Star Wars franchise goes, the 
the you know the pinnacle the pinnacle of of those of those films was episode the was the original cut of episodes four, five, and six, and I know that changed things for a lot of people uh, when those movies came out. So so I I just that was I, for some reason I just thought I'm going to forget Star Wars, and so I need to address it right offhand. So uh, just just kind of a general I'm not a, I'm not a horror guy. Um, I, I'm not a horror um, fan. I'll watch just about anything else. Um, uh, now, granted, uh, uh, The Exorcist, um, um, Halloween, the original, the original cut, the original Halloween. Um, uh, you know, those two movies, especially um, The Exorcist, more psychological thrillers. I, th- I think in, in in our modern day times we're getting away from that it's more about a jump scare it's more about guts and gore and so it's just i'm going to scare you with the visual aspect of it you know when you look back at halloween when you look back at um the exorcist it wasn't i'm going to scare you by the visuals you see it was i'm going to scare you it's going to be a psychological thriller and so you know that's that's what made those movies still be able to stand up now but i'm just i'm not really a horror guy I'm not a you know I'm not a, a a Western guy. Obviously, I've seen Tombstone. Um, you know, I have I have I was a child of the '80s, so so Young Guns one and two um, um, were on my on my viewership list. I have a um, a movie in my collection called uh, American Outlaws. It's kind of similar to a Young Guns. It was just a, a new uh, storytelling of a Billy the Kid story. It's pretty good. Um, but I'm not really you know. A, a Western fan. I I am a fan of musicals. My daughter is big into musicals, and and over time I've grown to really to really enjoy those. Um, Oklahoma is my favorite musical. Uh, um, I've got ties to Oklahoma, um, family wise and and life wise, and so uh, that that kind of always you know kind of has rooted itself in my life. And and um, my daughter was in a production of Sound of Music, and so I like Sound of Music. And I, I but. I mean, one of my favorite movies of all times is Mary Poppins. You know, that's a Disney movie, but that's a musical as well. And so, you know, obviously High School Musical came out. I was I was already post-college when High School Musical came out. But, you know, obviously that, that phenomenon hit and, you know, was really well-received. And, and um, you know, so that, that was, that, that's, that's in, in the, that's in the, um, that's in the cultural context now because people have seen and know high school musical and so um i, I you know action uh, all all those so, i mean you know w- really with the exception of horror I, I i guess i'm a i guess i'm a fan of all all um genres of of film so uh, just a few i i'm not going to go through a list here um per se of of uh you know my top 10 films i, I didn't really prepare I didn't really prepare that list. Um, you know, that that's obviously with, with music, having a top 10 albums is, you know, it can be pretty, um, you know, you can, you can kind of narrow that down. You know, my, my number one album last week was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and, and that's been voted on by Billboard and a couple of other, a couple of other entities that, hey, this is, this is the greatest album of all time. And so you have a little bit of backing, um, when it comes to that particular thing, but, but with, with movies, it, it, you know, it, it's, 
you know, it's similar with music, but with movies, it just seems much more difficult to, to, um, to kind of narrow that list down. Uh, you know, obviously the Beatles weren't classic music, you know, like classical music. They weren't rap or, or anything like that, but, but it's a, it's a universally accepted album because of how, of how it connected. And so, um, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to discuss some, uh, of my, of my favorite movies. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the James Bond series. My dad introduced me to James Bond and, um, and I, 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 I just, I, I really like James Bond. It's, um, you know, obviously, uh, obviously it, um, um, in, in the mo more recent years, it's become a little bit more, um, it's become a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say realistic, but some of the subject matter hits a little bit too close to home. And I don't mean like personally affecting me. It's just like, man, this is, this is, you know, this is beginning to reflect the real world a little bit more. And so, um, it makes me a little uncomfortable, um, watching that kind of stuff. But I'm a huge fan of the James Bond series. Like I said, my dad introduced me to those and, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited, um, that next month or, or the end of this month, the, the newest James Bond will come out and, um, um, I don't know how that's going to work with, you know, being in, still in, in the, in the, I don't want to say the clutches, but still being in the midst of this COVID-19 situation. And so I don't know if it's going to come out in theaters, if it's going to go, you know, just direct to streaming. I, I don't know, but I am excited about seeing that one. Um, obviously it's been a number of years and, and I think Daniel Craig is a great bond. Uh, Sean Connery is Sean Connery and, uh, Roger Moore, you know, those guys are Bond. Um, uh, you know, there were two other Bonds uh, after them before Pierce Brosnan. So you had um, George Lazenby, who only did one Bond film on his on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and then Timothy Dalton, who did two Bond films, which I really liked Timothy Dalton as Bond, and I really liked both of his Bond films. Uh, but they were the, the break between Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan. Um, which I thought Pierce Brosnan did a great job, and I think Daniel Craig is a great Bond. And I, I guess, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in the 60s, 70s, so when I say that Sean Connery and Roger Moore are Bond, uh, I, I say that in, in a respectful sense. You know, the, the majority of the movies that those two men uh, were Bond in them, they were universally accepted as Bond. Uh, I got into Bond films when Pierce Brosnan was Bond, uh, he did a phenomenal job, and obviously Daniel Craig is, is I believe, is doing a great job. Uh, but but I but I'm a huge I'm a huge Bond fan. Um, they're just they're 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 good movies, especially the movies from the '60s and '70s where uh, they're a little more campy. Um, it's kind of a nice, it's a funny escape from reality. Um, which movies that's what they do they they help us to escape reality and so but I'm a big fan uh, of the bond of the bond franchise um, my favorite trilogy of all time uh, obviously we talked about the Star Wars trilogy but that's not my favorite trilogy my favorite trilogy of all time is the Indiana Jones trilogy uh, and notice I say Indiana Jones trilogy uh, I do not count uh, <laughs> I do not count Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, in Indiana Jones lore, as a matter of fact, on my movie shelf here at my home, I have 
the box set of the Indiana Jones trilogy uh, on the shelf, but I do not have Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, on my shelf because um, Harrison Ford still did a phenomenal job. Um, he's still indie. Uh, I don't think he... He's not the one that that affected that movie. It's just the story. Uh, it just it just was weird. And so, uh, but I, I'm a tr huge fan of the Indiana Jones trilogies. Um, tremendous, tremendous fan of those movies. Um, I remember my sophomore year of high school, we went to Disney World um, with our, with, with, with my band, with, with the high school band. And um, I remember buying an Indiana Jones fedora, you know, and walking around, um, walking around, uh, Walt Disney World with, with you know with all my band friends with this fedora and then when that fedora got too small I bought another one and it's in it's in the top of my closet right now and so I'm a huge fan of of Indiana Jones um my favorite uh movie trilogy of all time those movies are so good uh those movies are so good and my second favorite trilogy of all time um obviously I talked about Star Wars first but it is not it it, it is not it it I guess I would put it as as far as trilogies go, as far as trilogies, um, I would probably put it at number three. Um, but it still falls behind Indiana Jones and it falls behind my second favorite trilogy of all time, Back to the Future. Um, Back to the Future is... Um, it's, they're, they're just such good movies. Um, um, there, there's enough comedy in them uh, that it keeps it light. Um, you know, there's some heavy, heavier subject matter, uh, with the death of Marty's father in, 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 um, Back to the Future 2. If you haven't seen it, sorry, I'm just, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but it's just, they're just good movies. Uh, I mean, they're, they're good movies. The, the thing about, the thing about good movies, the thing about good movies is good, like, kind of like good music. So my top 10, the, t the top 10 uh, albums of all time that I listed last week, I, I put, you know, you know, I put a, 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 um, a modern day, uh, Christian rock band, Switchfoot in there. I put Dave Matthews band in there twice. I put a U2 album. I put a, um, I put a Peter Gabriel album, obviously Sergeant Pepper, um, Jimi Hendrix. The thing about those albums is that they hold up. Um, I, I think that's one of the problems with modern day music, is it's it, it's it's catchy, and it's poppy, and it'll connect with you on the radio, and it'll get a lot of likes in a really quick period of time, and and uh, I would say make a lot of money, but I don't think the record industry is 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 I don't think making a lot of money in the music industry is 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 really the thing now, but but they're they're catchy. Uh, for a quick time period, like if I go back to and listen to uh, "What Does the Fox Say" by Yelvis, if you remember that was a hit in the United States. If I go back and listen to it now, it's still catchy. Um, but it, you just listen to that and you're like, "That's not a good song." That it's just it's it's just it's not a good song. Um, um, you, you know, I go back and listen to like. Remember when there was a song called um, Barbie Girl that came out? It's it's not a good song. Uh, it was catchy for the time. And so good music holds up like good movies hold up. The Indiana Jones trilogy um, still holds up. 
Uh, I mean, Raiders of the Lost Ark still holds up. It's a great movie. Um, and just just the, the intro of that movie and how, you know, you don't see Indy's face until about, you know, three and a half minutes into the movie. And it's just, it's, it's a great movie. It still holds up. Back to the Future 1 still holds up. Um, I mean, they're, they're great movies. Um, and, and Back to the Future holds up kind of a, an extra special place with me because when we, how we lived in Birmingham, Alabama, my grandfather had helped me set up a train set, um, a HO scale train set. So, you know, a small train set. And, uh, we had, um, a huge, I mean, it was like, it was like, um, 12 by 10 foot, um, piece of plywood. And he, he painted it green and put this textured stuff on it to look like grass. And I used to go, I, I would build a Lego DeLorean and I would reenact, um, scenes from Back to the Future 3 on that train set. So, I mean, that, that, that movie, um, you know, it, it still holds memories. And so that trilogy still holds memories. Um, I am a, uh, I am a hockey guy, which, um, that's going to be, I'm going to be talking about that in a, in a forthcoming podcast about how I how I was introduced to the sport and how I fell in love with it and and stuff like that. Uh, so my sports movies, obviously, remember the Titans is a phenomenal movie, and there are other movies that sports movies, you know, that people would say these are much better than what you've listed, Jamie. And I totally get that. Again, this is this is. Um, you know, uh, this is just my thoughts. Like I said, I'm not throwing out a top list here, but you know, remember the Titans? I saw a movie. I saw Blue Chips, which had um, Nick Nolte and Shaquille O'Neal in it. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've seen Rudy. So I've seen these 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 movie, uh, these sports movies. But obviously, being a hockey guy, I, I have a little bit of a, a unique connection to to sports movies, and so. Um, so Slapshot, um, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say that I, I, I watched Slapshot, but Slapshot is, a, you know, is a, was a hockey movie in the seventies with, um, with Paul Newman. Um, it's a really funny movie. Uh, um, it, it strangely, now that I've learned about hockey, it does, it does kind of tell the story a little bit of, of how, um, low, lower tier hockey, um, works. Um, but Slapshot's a good movie. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a closet fan of the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Um, you know, obviously those movies were very not realistic as far as the hockey was concerned, but, um, you know, but, but they're, they are, they are, uh, you know, you know, they, they're just, they're good movies as a hockey fan. Um, the, you know, that logo, uh, still holds a special place. I have a, a Mighty Ducks Jersey in my collection, and and so, um, if if you were to talk to a hockey fan, uh, most I'm not gonna say all of them, but I would be I would venture to say that most of them would say yes if, if the Anaheim Ducks would would bring back the Mighty Duck, uh, name and logo, hockey would be better. Um, so like I said, I'm not a fan of the hockey in those movies, but, um, but a fan of those movies. Miracle is a is a phenomenal hockey movie. It's a phenomenal movie, you know, which tells the story of the Miracle on Ice, 1980 Olympics, 
it's a great movie. It's a great hockey movie, but it's just a really good movie. Um, you know, that was a unique time in our country in the midst of the Cold War, and, and you know, Russia was this unbeatable force as far as hockey goes and, and came over and, and all, all uh, those college kids in Lake Placid beat the professional Russians. But it's a great movie. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, it's a great story, um, and it's told really well uh, through the movie aspect of it, too. My favorite hockey movie... Um, and this is a movie that a lot of people probably have not heard of. is a movie called Mystery Alaska. Uh, um, uh, Russell Crowe was in it. He was the he was the main character. Um, it's a hockey movie, but it's it's more of just a it's a good story. Um, you know, it, it's just it 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 tells uh, of life in a very 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 remote small town in Alaska, um, a, a fictional town. There, there's not. Um, not a real. I don't believe there's a real town called Mystery Alaska, but it's a really, it's it's a really good movie. It's a really, um, really good movie. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a kid of the '80s, and so you know some of my movies have connections to that. Um, um, there's a movie called The Wizard, which is probably not very well known. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, uh, it's called it's called The Wizard. It had uh, Fred Savage was in it. Bo Bridges uh, was in it. Christian Slater uh, was in this movie, and it was just a story about a a boy who um, who um, had lost his sister, and it and and he was I think he was autistic, but it messed him up mentally. And the story is his 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 half brother um, uh, gets him, and they hitchhike across. You know they were living in in Utah, and they hitchhike across the western half of the United States to get to Los Angeles to compete in this video game uh, championship. Uh, and it's just a really good movie. It's it's very eighties, very campy, um, but it's a really good movie. It's it like I said, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And a little tidbit about that movie: um, Jimmy Jimmy Woods, who is the is the He's kind of the principal character in the story. Uh, in the championship round of this video game championship that they, they go to Los Angeles to play, um, they play with a unique controller um, in the in the championship. Well, I actually had that controller. Um, I had it before the movie came out. And um, I was able to beat Super Mario Brothers 3, which is the game that they played in the movie, um, it was right when Mario Brothers three was coming out, so they actually they Nintendo. It was a Nintendo movie, um, and um, um, you know, so it was done by Nintendo America, and Nintendo actually used that movie as a launching pad for Super Mario Brothers three. But I played and beat Super Mario Brothers three for the first time using the same controller it was in the movie. So that's just a little a little campy a little a little tidbit. So you know, like again, child of the eighties. So the Wizard. Um, uh, a movie called uh, some of you may not know what this movie is but it's a movie called Stand By Me um, I, th- th- this is a movie that me and my mom uh, watched often um, actually the next two movies I'm going to talk about me and my mom really that, that we have we have um, you know ways that we talk to each other and, and you know we'll kind of cut jokes you know in connection with the movie I'm going to talk about next, but we watched this movie, Stand By Me. It's just a story of four high school friends um, in Oregon in in the um, 
I think the movie set in the I think the movie set in the late fifties, um, and so it, it's just a story of them going out to look for um, a, a body of a, of a young kid who was hit by a train, and that's the whole premise. So it's just them. Um, going through the woods and it's stories of their of their friendship and their life. It, it's a it's a great movie. It is it's a great movie. Um, uh, Richard Dreyfus actually narrates the movie. He is he is the main character as an adult, and uh, it's just a really good movie. Um, another great movie from from the eighties. It is a, a, another one of my favorites. You're probably gonna hear me say that often. One of my favorite movies of all time uh, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Literally, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. We, um, like I said, me and my mom, we will, we will, we'll send texts back and forth to each other, um, using this. You know, we'll we'll crack funny jokes when she visits, uh, every once in a while, and and there'll be, you know, lines from this, um, this movie. Uh, I bought my mom uh, one time a piece of art, um, that you see in the movie. They're in the Chicago Museum of Art and there's this piece of, of art that Cameron is looking at and I bought like a little, it was like a stained glass, small stained glass version of that art. And, and so, I mean, we just, this movie is, it's really, um, and, and this is gonna sound like I'm putting a lot of weight on this movie and I don't mean to do that at all, but this movie is really important for me and my mom. I mean, it's just, um, it, it's just one of those things um, I, I didn't mention it last week in, I, I kind of mentioned it for a second last week in, in my, in my music podcast that sometimes, you know, I mentioned the song, um, Higher Love by Steve Winwood and, um, Broken Wings by Mr. Mister and how I hear those songs and they put me on the road. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's the Broadway extension is actually the road, um, between North Oklahoma City and Edmond, I, I, it, for some reason it transports me to that stretch of highway. Um, I can see the radio towers on the right-hand side when those songs come on. Well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is similar. It, it, it you know, evokes memories, um, you know, of watching it with my mom and, and you know, laughing at some of the, 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 some of the ridiculousness in that movie. And so, you know, like music, movies, um, can can stir emotions and, and that one that one does uh, that one does for me so uh, another sports movie uh, Caddyshack uh, Bill Murray's um, Bill Murray's uh, <laughs> Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack is amazing um, it's a good it's, it's a good movie uh, you know people could say how can you watch Caddyshack uh, it's, it's a good movie uh, it really is a good movie uh, another uh, 1980s connection uh, I've got a couple more of these um, um, Top Gun obviously was in the 1980s, which is a great movie. Um, you know that that movie was used as a, that movie was used as a recruitment tool for the Air Force, um, for the Navy. You know that 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 was a recruitment tool, uh, is what that movie was used for. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, it, I mean, it's a good movie. There's there's some there's some really you know there's some really ridiculous parts of that movie. You know, like when. Tom Cruise looks at his watch and they're playing volleyball and he flexes and, 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 you know, uh, Val Kilmer doing the little, you know, teeth clapping together when he's talking to Maverick. And, you know, so there's some really, you're like, oh, so really, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put this in the movie. Uh, but it's, it's still, it's a good movie. Uh, cocktail, 
So all three of these, these next three actually, Tom Cruise was was the star of these movies. Uh, so Cocktail uh, came out in that time. Tom Cruise was in it. Um, you know, it, it's it's not it's not you know it's not a it's not a cinematic masterpiece by any means. Um, but it's a good movie. Uh, you know, it, it it's a it's it's a you know it's a good movie. Um, um, but it, it you know it came out in that time period. Um, uh, and, uh, um, another one that he was in was Days of Thunder. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going to put Days of Thunder in the category of, of, again, in the category of cinematic masterpiece, but it, you know, it's, it, it's a good movie. Um, you, you know, it is the, it is the, it is the ultimate redneck, um, point your finger at, this is what, Southern NASCAR rednecks look like, and they really did a good job. I mean, they, I, I, I was born in Atlanta, you know, I've, I've lived in the South the majority of my life. Um, obviously, um, you know, with the climate uh, of our country right now, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, it, it fr- it's frustrating to think some of the stuff that, that happened in the South long before I was born, and some of the stuff that even continues on to this day. But Days of Thunder was a movie that literally. You look at it and you go, redneck, NASCAR, this is what it is. And that's exactly what it was. Um, um, you know, it's it's moonshine and Confederate flags on the on the movie. And and just, you know, it, it's, you know, so it, it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a totally campy movie. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's still one of those that, you know, I don't know if I'd say it's a good movie, but it's still one of those, like, you know, I'll watch this movie. Uh, I remember Hardee's, um, cause Hardee's had a car sponsorship in the movie. Hardee's, uh, promotion at one point in time when the movie was out was you buy a kid's meal or, or buy a meal and you could get a little replica, um, car. And so they had three cars. They had the uh, well, they had four cars. They had the City Chevrolet car, the Superflow car, the Mellow Yellow car, and the Hardy's car that you could get, you know, little little die cast toys. So, uh, so those are three movies from the eighties. You know that that uh, that I have that that are that are good. Uh, obviously, Ghostbusters. You know, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to blast over these qu- uh, this quick, but Ghostbusters was um, still a great movie. Still holds up well. Some of the best comedy. Uh, some of the best comedy that's come through cinema um, uh, was that era, and Ghostbusters fits that bill. Great, great movie. Ghostbusters 1, the best. Uh, I enjoy Ghostbusters 2. Um, there's a lot of people who probably do not or would not enjoy it, but I, I enjoy Ghostbusters 2. I think it's a good movie as well, but those movies are are are, are great movies. Um, uh, the Princess Bride, if you haven't seen The Princess Bride... Um, incredible movie um it's such a it's just, it's just such a good movie um the the amount of one-liners in that movie that you can use um on a day-to-day basis are, are just um uh are, are incredible um you know the whole you know the you know the, the guy keeps saying inconceivable and the whole you keep saying that word i don't think it means what you think it means i mean we can just look around what's going on in our world right now and go, you know, people are saying stuff and I don't think they, I don't think they understand that 
what they're saying. I don't think they understand what it really means. But Princess Bride is such a good. It is such a good movie. Such a good movie. Um, it's an older movie. It's a it's a movie from the eighties again. It's a really campy movie. Um, you know, it's it's just it's it's, you know, it is. It is the fantasy knight in shining armor movie set in a comedy kind of kind of um you know, in a comedy kind of shell still holds up. I would watch that movie all the time. It's such a good movie. Um a few more uh before I uh shut it down for, for today. Um a friend of mine, um by the name of Jordan, I don't know if he will I I, I doubt he will listen to this podcast, but he might. Uh, introduced me to a movie called Airborne when I was in high school. Uh, Airborne is a movie about a, a surfer who lives in California who is forced, um, because of his parents' job, to move to Cincinnati, Ohio for a little while and live with his aunt and uncle, like for the uh, for a school year or something like that. And um, it's just a story how he doesn't fit in and meets this girl, and you know, you know. Uh, high school rivalries and, you know, ends with, you know, with, with him and the guy who was a villain against him at the beginning of the movie, them coming together and, and, you know, it's, you know, it's all those typical, um, corny things. Uh, it was a movie that I think was endorsed by Rollerblade, um, the, the skate brand Rollerblade, because obviously the guys who skated in the movie, it, it's a, it's a rollerblading movie. It's a skating movie. Uh, who were in the movie, you know, were all guys from Rollerblade, and, you know, but it's, it's, it's one of those movies that most people probably have not heard of. Uh, I would, I would venture a guess that a lot of, if not everybody who listens to my podcast probably has not seen this movie, but for me, this is a nostalgia movie that this friend of mine, Jordan, introduced me to, and, um, and, when he introduced me to it, I was like, "This is the greatest movie ever." I mean, it, it hit me. He introduced it to me at 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 the perfect at the perfect time when I was in high school. So, um, um, a couple others, uh, I, Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood, uh, it, it's it's a great movie. It, it it's a great movie. Uh, it's animated. I understand that it's, it's foxes and all that, but it's still such a a good movie. Um, Disney released another movie called Rocketeer about this guy that finds this rocket pack. I think this is a great movie. Um, um, it, it's again, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's in 1930s based in the 1930s, um, forties in Hollywood. It's, it, it's a good movie. It, it really is a good movie. Um, my wife is a huge fan of Jurassic Park. Um, you know, we can watch Jurassic Park. That's that's the one movie that my wife can watch over and over again is Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park. Obviously, uh, obviously, Tommy Boy is a hilarious movie. Uh, another movie from the eighties I forgot to mention uh, is uh, The Goonies. Such a good movie. The Goonies is a great movie. It's it's a great movie. Goonies is a great movie. Um, a great soundtrack in that in that in that movie, uh, and it's just it's just a it's just a good. It's just a good movie. Goonies is a good movie. Um, uh, a few more, a few more. Um, I think two great movies are, and, and these are, you know, I guess you might consider these musicals. I don't really consider these musicals, but is uh, it's is Hard Day's Night and Help, which are both Beatles movies. Uh, they're really good movies. 
you know, and they fit with the time period as far as the Beatles being this epic, uh, world-changing group that they were. And they made films as well. And so these two films are, re- are really good. They're really funny. Um, uh, just some of the quick wit of the Beatles in, in the movies is, is really good. Uh, they're, they're great films. Um, they're, they're, they're great films. They released a, a, another film later in their career called Magical Mystery Tour, which uh, was really crazy. I mean, it, it for lack of better terms, it was an acid movie. Um, but it's very art. It's a very artsy movie, and um, and so you know it fits. I don't have Magical Mystery Tour on DVD, but it, it's 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 a good one. Um. Uh, so a few more here before I before I shut down for the night, uh, shut down for the day. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, obviously, I'm a I'm a huge have been have been my whole life. Uh, if somebody was to ask me who's my favorite superhero, uh, without hesitation, the answer to that is Batman. Now, granted, Batman is not a quote unquote superhero. He has no superpowers. I think maybe that's why I liked him. He was just this ordinary guy. Uh, but Batman is my favorite, is my favorite character. Now, as I've, as I've gotten older, as I've gotten older, I, I, I don't have as much stuff, uh, Batman stuff as I did when I was younger. I had, you know, I had two plastic crate tote boxes full of, of Batman stuff. I mean, I had, I had multiple Batmobiles. I had multiple Bat caves. I had hundreds of figures, I would collect cups from McDonald's, um, toys from McDonald's, um, posters. I mean, I had, you know, I had costumes. I mean, it, it, it I, I would venture on saying it, it, it might've been an obsession when I was younger. Um, I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm a huge Batman fan. Um, my all time favorite Batman movie, and I know this is going to cause some controversy is the 1989 Batman film, um, Starring Michael Keaton, um, that was directed by Tim Burton. We we came out of the season from the '60s with the Adam West Batman, which I have the Adam West Batman movie in my collection. Um, you know it is so corny and so campy, but it is so good. Um, and one of the main reasons it's so good is because of the Batmobile. Um, that's one of the greatest Batmobiles of all time. But but so you came from that season. Uh, and then we progressed through the seventies and eighties where we had, you had super friends, uh, the super, super friends, Batman. And, um, uh, and so there, there wasn't really this, this, there wasn't really a cultural connection, uh, with Batman outside of the comic books and, you know, the occasional cartoon. And so Tim Burton took it on and did a great job. He did a great job. He made a dark brooding, Batman with an incredible Batmobile, uh, and he did it for two straight movies. Was Batman Returns as good as the original Batman in '89? No, but it was still it was still very good. Uh, it still had that dark, um, uh, had that dark persona over it. Those two Tim Burton um, Batman films were incredible. The original in '89. My opinion, the greatest Batman film of all time. And then you had um, Joel Schumacher who came in 
to do Batman and Robin and to do uh, um, um, Batman Forever. Two of the worst Batman movies of all time. Um, just, just, you know, it was like a mix of bad, it was a mix of corny from the 1960s Batman and the comic books, but it was done in a really bad way. Um, you know, it, the corny side of it was really bad. Um, you know, if you remember from Batman, you might not have even seen it, but if you remember from the Batman and Robin movie, that was the George Clooney Batman. You know, at one point in the movie, him and Robin are arguing about Poison Ivy, and Batman pulls a Batman credit card out of his belt. And, you know, it's just like, seriously, can we get any more corny than that? So that was a, a time period where basically the momentum that Batman had in the culture, in my opinion, from Batman and Batman Returns, was completely destroyed. And then we didn't have anything. You know, we didn't have anything. Um, you know, our only connection to superheroes in the mainstream, uh, in the mid-90s, from about the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, was... Uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, starring Dean Cain on television, which I watched that. I thought it was a good television show, but as far as making a cultural impact, as, when, as far as superheroes were concerned, nothing was happening. You know, Christopher Reeve had long taken off the cape from Superman, uh, you know, and no Batman franchises were making a move. And then... Um, Christopher Nolan decided he's going to take it on, and he made three incredible Batman movies. Um, the the pinnacle of those three being The Dark Knight. Um, the performance by Heath Ledger in that movie is absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, it's those are great movies, and so really Christopher Nolan really rescued the franchise. Um, I saw Batman v Superman. I didn't care for it. Um, you know they they I haven't seen the Justice League, um, and obviously I know they're making they're currently in production of a new Batman movie with, um, uh, the guy from Twilight is is going to be Batman, um, whatever whatever his name is I can't even remember his um his his name but, so, Batman has has seen a unique, um a unique place in in uh, culture and and cinema and and so you know my favorite is the 89 is the 89 i think that's the the greatest car it's just a great movie uh, napoleon dynamite came out um one of the dumbest movies ever but it's hilarious um one of the, my one of our fav my family's favorite movies is elf that's one of those that we could watch constantly it's it's a it's a great movie will ferrell does a great job and it's still funny uh, it's still funny every time we watch it. Uh, another movie that I um, saw in high school, and um, and it's still a it's still a good movie. It was a movie called Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused literally is a drug movie. Uh, it's based um, in the summer of nineteen seventy six, and it literally is you know it's based around you know four or or, or you know it's based around this summer. That these kids have, um, these 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 the kids have in the in in the summer of, um, 
of 76. And um, a lot of it is is like two or three nights. Um, it is a drug movie. Uh, a lot of drug references in there. A lot of alcohol references. But one of the best soundtracks ever. Absolutely incredible soundtrack in that movie. And, um, and we had... Uh, um, I had both volumes of that soundtrack and would crank those um, in high school. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a good movie. It reminds, you know, it's, one, it's another one of those movies that uh, brings back memories that takes me to a place and it takes me back to, uh, to high school. Um, that, that's, that's, really, um, that's really about all as far as I can think of. Uh, as far as movies are concerned, um, there's hundreds and thousands of other movies that I've seen. Uh, I own multiple, multiple other movies. And I know some of you may be listening to this podcast and, and you may say, you didn't bring up any Marvel movies. You didn't bring up any Avengers movies. And you're correct because I haven't seen any of them. And I know I, know I may lose every listener I have after saying I've never seen an Avengers movie. Never seen a Marvel movie. Uh, well, I take it back. I've seen Marvel movies. I've seen X-Men. I've never seen any Avengers movies. And I know some people will be like, I'm never listening to your podcast again. And that's fine. Um, it's just that I'm, I'm a DC guy. And it just, it just, just to be completely, just to be completely honest, it just, it just never interested me. I, I just wasn't interested. Um, and, and still, I, I'm, I'm not, it's, I'm not sitting here making this podcast today going, man, I really want to see the Avengers movies. Um, you know, I just, I don't, you know, they just didn't have any appeal to me personally. And again, that's, that's the, that's like music. That's the great thing about movies, you know, uh, you individual movies and unique movies connect with people, um, uniquely and individually. So, um, so like I said, there's a, probably a ton of other movies I didn't mention, um, that, you know, that you could put on some of the greatest movies of all time. And, uh, but I just kind of wanted to share, you know, my thoughts uh, about movies and, and some movies that have had a, had a, I don't want to say impact because, because that, that sounds like, you know, the movie, the, the movie has like changed my life, but, but, you know, movies who, that, that, that bring memories and hold a special place in my heart and I really enjoyed and all that stuff. So that's, that's what, what today was. So, so go out, you know, we can't go to the movie theater right now. Um, some of us, uh, some of you may be listening to this and you're like, I can't really do anything. You know, my state is still, my state is still restricting me from doing things. Hey, get Hulu, get Netflix, um, go to Redbox, grab you some movies, uh, and sit back and, and, you know, pop some popcorn, watch some movies with your friends, with your family, or if, if you live by yourself, pop some popcorn, grab a soda, sit on the couch and watch some movies, um, um, watch the movies uh, on your own because movies do uh, like music movies do a cool thing they transport us um, to different places they transport us away from our reality that we're going through at the time and so it can be a nice it can be a nice escape so uh, go enjoy some movies my name is Jamie Early thank you for listening to this episode of the everything and nothing podcast <laughs>